morning, Vacaville, and welcome to Mornings with the Mayor, an in-depth look at the issues facing the city of Vacaville. This morning, we have special guest in the studio, Amanda Nagel from Bang the Table, a firm the city is working with to increase our community engagement and outreach. Welcome, Amanda. Good morning. I'm excited to have you and get a chance to really dive into some of the challenges of community engagement. But, but before we go there, can you give us a little bit about yourself and how Bang the Table got its start? You bet. So my background is really heavy in local government. I started with the Estes Park Police Department, um, worked in their community services department, and managed all kinds of things civilian uh, for about 12 years, and then spent the rest of my local government career in Fort Collins and Boulder with community development in the city manager's office. I oftentimes was the central point for conflict resolution, community engagement, problem solving, for those organizations, I stumbled onto Bang the Table when it was presented as a development project alternative to expand outreach uh, for the particular project and really fell in love with the resources, the culture, the academic research, really their whole motivation to try and build and create a field of community engagement. Um, Part of that is Engagement HQ, which is the software you guys are using. We started that software about 13 years ago It was started by two state planners in Australia who were frustrated that the attendance at their public meetings didn't seem representative. So again, really an attempt to widen the net. I can uh, empathize with the number of attendance and and those concerns. You know, over the years, um, it seems like we have more ways to communicate than we ever have before, but but it's even harder and harder to get through to to folks. So... um, is it true the noise is really getting louder? Is it, or is it so hard or is it just no one listening? You know, I think it kind of depends on the medium, right? So we have evolved from newspaper and TV and we've enhanced those services. We all kind of jumped two feet into social media about a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago, depending on the location. But a lot of those mechanisms for outreach are really about pushing a message out versus collecting input and bringing the message back in. And that's sort of where we are when the evolution of community engagement software is it's no longer just about sharing information, although that's still a critical piece and vital to every piece of a project. But now we need to be able to collect, um, do some analytics. You know, with the movement toward open government data, the expectation is that everything's pretty transparent, pretty available, 24-7 accessibility. And that puts a lot of challenges on organizations to be able to do that effectively. And so that's what really is great opportunity with the use of Engagement HQ. It's not only about pushing out the message in a receivable way, but it's about collecting the input in a receivable way and opening up the conversations so that it's community to community, not always just one way with the organization, which is really a whole new way of thinking about things. Well, I know as we begin to look at these different ways, it really has become a way that people are communicating nationwide in a lot of different forms. So I guess in some ways we're just catching up to to what what a lot of people are getting used to in this engagement environment. People are used to on their phone, click button, get engagement right away, get, get that help desk person or that AI chat bot. So I guess we're kind of, we're getting there in a way in our engagements, but we're seeing it show up in a lot of community issues that people want to provide that input. Absolutely. You know, as we create the technology or as we get used to using the technology, so follows the expectation, 
right? It's almost like an exponential growth. And so it's partially about defining how the community can engage on what topics and how you're going to use their input. Uh, that's really both the opportunity and the challenge. It's so exciting to see a city like Vacaville really jump into that and be willing to be open and, and learn together with the community about where those sweet spots are going to be, where you're going to be able to connect and interact appropriately given the topic and the direction and the decision. It's it's probably good to, to talk a little bit about Bang the Table now. Um, we've worked on, it's Let's Talk Vacaville for us. Um, Let's Talk Vacaville has just really started in the last few months, but we're, we're seeing some real interest in it. But uh, give us an idea kind of what, what are the tools that are kind of unique to, to a Let's Talk Vacaville site that, that help us pull more engagement and what I'm excited about, ideas from the community. You bet. Um, You guys are using what we call our ideas tool. So it's basically a virtual sticky note. Um, So instead of doing a sticky note exercise where you collect ideas from the public in an in-person meeting, they're able to share text-based input or an image. They're able to go in and like one another's ideas. I like this tool because it's all positive. You can't hate one another's ideas, so it really is pretty forward movement. Um, We also have some really open tools like the public forum, so people can really dive into issues, talk it back and forth to one another about what they're thinking. One of the big benefits of something like a public forum is also that in order to participate, you really have to read what's been said before your participation, which means that not only are you adding to the conversation, but you're also gaining new empathy, new ideas, new learning yourself. So the community capacity is growing, and the muscle for being able to understand and listen to each other really starts to impact, again, kind of exponentially. And and an exciting part of that, too, is the, the tools we have for us as community staff to, to reach out and, and, and not only take in that engagement, but help provide that engagement or information. So can you tell us a little bit about how, when someone comes on to Let's Talk Vacaville, they're gonna be able to get contacted by a, a member of the staff on a particular issue and get information or answer a question? You bet. It really is all about registering for the site. What's different about Engagement HQ and the Let's Talk Vacaville platform is that people are in an ongoing relationship. So most of our experience in communities is that we can answer a survey or there's some new project and we need to learn a new way of interaction. This allows you one site participation, but you can connect over and over again in an iterative way on the same project or across all the organization's projects. So if the community member goes in, signs up, you guys can then notify them about projects that you think they'll be interested in, either based on where they live or what they visited before. You can also communicate directly based on any particular demographic information you might collect. So that can really help you if you're trying to target a specific population because you know that their input on a given decision is really important. Um, all, All input is important all the time. But obviously for some decisions, specific groups can really um, be more impacted by the decision. So you want to be sure that you're able to reach out to them. And so you have the mechanism to do that now with this platform. Great. Well, as I mentioned, we've only been up a few few months now. Um, I think we're still kind of learning as we go, but we've had some really good feedback so far. Um, out there, we have a cannabis issue, which is, is pretty big in our community, and, and there's a lot of information need on an issue like that or our downtown specific plan. Uh, kind of from the, the, the expert looking back in, how are we doing? How's the site going so far? You bet. I was actually just in the back end of the site today and saw that you guys already have 1,400 visits, which is amazing, right? Just out of the gate, you've already drawn 1,400 residents to the site. And I know that's going to keep growing as you begin to market and, and pull more information in. 
What's really interesting is that a high percentage of those 1,400 have clicked on information or have participated on one of the tools, which means the content is really meaningful to the public. It means that you're talking about things that they want to hear about, and you're listening to them on things that they want to give you input about. So already you have a really nice match that you've made between the organization and the community. One of the things that I think is fantastic is that you have the question and answer tool open on almost every single project. What that means is that you're being really transparent and you're saying, if you guys have questions, fact check it with us. You know, ask us. We're happy to be open and honest with you about whatever is occurring. Sometimes when organizations come on board, they're really scared of that tool because they think it's going to be this evolution of so much more work that they can't keep up with. You guys weren't scared of that at all. You said, hey, we're in this to be in relationship with the community. You guys have also done a really good job using multiple tools which shows that you're really interested in reaching out to multiple target population types for each of your projects. So kudos to you on that. Thanks. Yeah, it, it's we're having fun with it. It really is. Uh, it can be a little scary, and I think for for some of our projects, it was it was a little scary to see what that feedback's going to be. But uh, the community never never uh, fails to exceed our expectations. I think on the cannabis discussion, for example, there's just a wealth of information and mm-hmm. ideas and opinions, and it wasn't everyone saying the same thing. It was a huge variety of input, mm-hmm. um, but it was done very respectfully. Uh, There's some really good information shared. And so I, I, I think we're getting what we want out of that. But, you know, one of the things we talk about is how, how do we reach out to those other groups to make sure that, you know, we're, we're super excited about 1,000. We're a city of 100,000. Um, so, so we've got a ways to go to, to help people become engaged and involved and, and kind of encourage those people that maybe would never come down to City Hall to, to, to come load on to Let's Talk Vacaville and share their opinions too. So, um, you know, what are some of the things we can do to, to reach out to those groups, to, to kind of bring them into something that maybe is a little less intimidating than a trip to City Hall? You bet. You know, just getting the URL out there is going to be such a big strategy for you guys. So whatever creative way, wherever the community gathers, I enjoyed just walking through your downtown park um, on Main Street uh, last evening, and it looks like you guys have Friday night events. And so just using those opportunities where the community's already coming together to raise their awareness. So whether that's signs, whether it's creative ways to get into local business opportunities, um, maybe that's around... Um, you know, something as simple as just putting the URL on a a coaster in a restaurant or in a coffee shop. Um, Just making sure people know that it's there um, will really drive the traffic. Once they get there, if you continue to post the kind of projects you are, where you're having that open, honest, authentic authentic relationship, they're going to keep coming back. Great. And I think that's that was council's direction to us, was, was really to try to find ways to open up that quality dialogue. So yeah. we're excited it's working. We just want to get more people to the party. You bet. So, you know, one of the, the early favorites on our site has been Factor Fiction. And I know, uh, you know, Mark Marzaferro, our communications manager, does a great job. But there's only so many platforms you can be on at the same time with Facebook and Twitter and Nextdoor. And um, so many times he's chasing bad information that, um, you know, Factor Fiction is an opportunity for people to send in a question or rumor. Uh, where do you see Factor Fiction playing out in uh, kind of this engagement sphere? You bet. Um, Mark shared with me actually a great story. He said that one of the posts on Facebook was actually one of your members of the public quoting um, a fact check from the site itself. And that's already happened in such early use. So that's huge success. Um, I think if you use your social media communication channels to drive the public to your site, 
So you're still using them to inform the public about what's happening, but send them to the site to give you their input. It starts to delineate how you're using the different channels. So we're still going to get information out as many ways as possible, although certainly it's getting harder to do everything for all people right? Um, So you send the information out on all the channels, but you say really the only way to give us um, input, we want to be able to measure it. So giving us information that we can't measure and we can't collect doesn't really add to the decision-making process. So use that Let's Talk Vacaville to collect input and then be able to produce your reports so that you can get measured um, amounts of what you're hearing. That's great. I think that's that's a great end product to the process. It's not only about the community engagement, but really helping the council have actionable items, information that, that they can use in their decision-making process is important too. They can't have those 1,100 conversations, but we can accumulate that data for them and give them some of that reflection. A hundred percent. You know, um, council members want to read everything. They want to talk to everybody. But the reality is that we have to make their jobs a little bit easier too, right? So as much as we can condense and describe and start to quantify and qualify what we're hearing, um, the better, right? It's going to move that process along. And just really being clear about why you're engaging with the public. If it's to build relationship, that's okay. Not every project or every attempt is about decision-making. But when it is, you want to be really clear about how that's happening and help your decision-makers use that input accordingly. That's a win in everyone's department. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I love that we're beginning to get out into these new new ways of communication and encouraging more input from a broader audience. But, you know, one of the concerns that always remains out there is how do we contain the trolls or or, or those rude people who want to take advantage of the process to um, get outside the bounds of of good common shared knowledge or, or discussion? That's a fantastic question. You know, I made the jump to bang the table almost two and a half years ago, and we've been in the U.S. for about the same amount of time. And I have to be honest, my anticipation of how much bad behavior was going to happen in this space was so much higher than the reality. We actually have about 500 sites globally, and we pull down less than 2% of comments for quote-unquote bad behavior, right? So we think there's a few things in place that help. One, requiring registration and giving that understanding to the community that this is an ongoing relationship. So it really negates the benefits of jumping on and behaving badly in any one instance because it's going to affect your relationship over time. So we definitely think that that helps. We also do a lot of work on a moderation standpoint when somebody produces a comment that doesn't fit the standards for the site. We let them know what's going on and we encourage them to change that input so that we can include it. And about 98% of the time, that's exactly what the public does. So we think one of the big differences that you see the trolling and you see the bad behavior in social media outlets and not so much on these sites and these engagement platforms is that people are creating ongoing relationships, they're registering, and it's being moderated, and people are being encouraged in an ongoing fashion. So sometimes in that social media outlet, it's just sort of left alone. And that's when you see bad behavior begat bad behavior. Right. It, can, right? it can turn into a feeding frenzy in, instead of a conversation. So you know, as we kind of wrap up our conversation here, one of the questions is, as we look at these avenues, as, as we're learning these products, kind of, kind of what's what's on the horizon for Bang the Table? As, as you're out with your 500 sites, I'm sure you're getting constant feedback on other needs or, or holes in engagement. Um, kind of what are you seeing out there? 
Awesome, great question. Um, so from a software perspective, you know, we're, we're looking at making data more open for when you want it to be open, um, when it makes sense for a particular topic for it to be open. We're looking at more flexibility in design so that it's easier to create projects and use the rich media and other mechanisms to share information that's useful. We are um, making it easier to connect to other applications so people don't have to go so many different spots for different things, but you can connect into your engagement site. Um, from a company and a U.S. perspective, I'm really excited to do a lot more um, problem-based solutions. You know, we've talked a little bit about portable housing while I've been here in California, and I've had the opportunity to visit other cities and talk about affordable housing. You know, what are the real problems that cities and communities are struggling with, and how can the online space actually add to those um, new strategies, new techniques, so that you're managing the issues more effectively together? Um, then it feeling like it's kind of a one-time shot where you get to talk and then you move on to problem solving. And the reality is for some of these major issues, it just doesn't work that way. So I think a big opportunity um, is really to, to look at this from a problem-solving lens, and then how do these tools help you with that problem or issue management throughout that resolution. So that's what I'm really excited about. Um, I think we're in an opportunity to see a lot more empowerment of local government-level communication and relationships, and uh, really excited to be a very small part of that. That's great. And I think those are a lot of the goals that we talk about as a community. How, how do we reflect that small town fill and make sure everyone's at the table Absolutely. to have those discussions? So I, I think, think that fits right in with what we, we kind of value here at the city. Well, we've kind of run out of time today, but I did want to thank you for coming in, um, sharing some information with us. I think it's a, it's a fascinating topic with a lot of different issues to be discussed further. Um, but, but this was a great kind of introduction. Awesome. Thank you. Look forward to continuing to working together. Thanks. And thank all of you for listening. But don't let the conversation in here. If you've listened to the podcast, you know, we want you to go to letstalkbackaville.com and get involved in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Have a great morning.